Mustang fans and welcome to another Ford Performance Edition of the Mustang Owners Podcast. I'm your host, John Clore, and even from way back in my days with Auto Week Magazine uh, to my years with the Ford Special Vehicle Team, my decade at Ford Racing, and now managing enthusiast outreach for Ford Performance, I've always worked to build relationships with Ford fans. So to that end, I hope you are reading my efforts to stay connected with you in the enthusiast section of FordPerformance.com, as well as keeping up with the latest happenings in our hobby by checking out FordPerformanceClubConnect.com every week. Now, my co-host is a Mustang hobby and industry expert who is perhaps best known in the as the longtime president of the Mustang Owners Club of Southeastern Michigan, or Moxum, one of the largest and most active Mustang clubs on the continent, plus who also heads up Boxum for you Bronco owners, as well as being the new leader behind the International Council of Mustang Clubs. Of course, I could only be talking about Mike Ray. Mike, tonight we have a person like you who's been involved in his local Mustang club for years and has worked hard in the hobby just to be bringing wonderful events to our members. What a pleasure it is to talk to a real Mustang Club superstar. Yeah, we uh, we have a lot in common. I think we've uh, been down the same roads, uh, just in different states, but doing kind of the same thing for our clubs over all the, the past many years. Yeah, we're lucky, ladies and gentlemen, tonight to introduce to you a longtime board member of the Mustang Club of Indianapolis and now show chair for the club's MCA National Show this coming July 27th through the 30th. Mark Badgley, welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. Good evening, guys. Love. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here and, and looking forward to having some fun. Oh, well, when you're talking about Mustang clubs and the hobby, that's what it's all about. And Mike and I have known you for years. And of course, you being a board member, a longtime part of that Mustang Club of Indianapolis, uh, you go way back with that club. And you know, I used to go to the show, Race to Indy, used to call it every year. How long have you been associated with the Mustang Club of Indianapolis, Mark? I have been a member 20 years and then uh, was asked if I wanted to run for the board and started out as the regional director and have been doing that for 14 years now. So uh, <laughs> I, di I didn't see that necessarily coming, but, uh, you know, a little like Mike, you get uh, pulled into it and then uh, it's it's a job for life. Yeah, well, what people don't know, and folks on the Mustang Owners Podcast, you, you you probably know your own club boards pretty well. But what you don't know is a guy like Mike Ray, who, yes, like Mark, got a surprise when he joined his Mustang club. I don't know how many years ago was it, Mike, but you were just going to be a member and you showed up at a meeting and somehow within a couple of years, you were running the place. How did that happen? <laughs> I joined in June of 2005 and by September of 2005, I was vice president. How that happened, I have no idea. Well, now, come on, you, you, you go to a meeting and did somebody say, hey, do you want to run for vice president? I mean, how? well, on my situation was I was at events, you know, I joined in June and I was at events and I was there talking to everybody and I was at everything that was happening. I was at all the meetings and the president at that time said, we really need uh, like some energy like you have to step up and be on the board. And he goes, I'd like you to run for vice president. And I says, no one even knows me. I don't know anything about it. 
So I said, go ahead, throw my hat name, uh, my hat in the ring, you know, because no one knows my name. No one's going to vote for me. Well, he called me the next day and said, you ran uncontested. You are the new vice president. <laughs> so let's hear Mark's story. How did you get involved? How did you, get... <laughs> you know, it's not completely dissimilar. Um, I I joined and, and we were kind of members and, and in the periphery, but then we had a national show and I got a phone call from a member said, would you come out and be a scribe and be a judge? And I was, no, that sounds like a good time. That's great. And then it was a, a longtime member and and Halderman Hall of Famer that uh, uh, kind of said, you know, uh, he started telling me stories and started telling me the history of the club and and wanted me to to run for the board as as regional director and why that was important and what they had done in in bringing their first show, a national show, to Indianapolis and the people that were involved in that. And he started telling me the history and and really engaging and before you know it again he's uh un unfortunately has passed away but um i feel like this, a lot of that legacy continues to live now in me as i find myself repeating those stories so it's 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 i think kind of the natural progression and and what you get in a club of of you start to feel that history and start to feel that ownership and and before you know it you're you're in you know all right mike you have to admit what what powers the hobby and what powers uh, the Mustang Owners Podcast and and Mustang Club of Indianapolis and it, it's enthusiasts who love the club life and you both you guys um, I got to tell you you've taken on some big responsibilities Mike when you got the presidency um, you know to take a club that was just struggling and take it to greatness and then Mark somebody landed the uh, the MCA 40th uh, on your shoulders and. You, you were so into that. You and Darlene went out and bought a, a Boss 302 Laguna Seca. <laughs> I mean, you wanted to be ready for that event. Yeah, I'll tell you, we were we were shopping for a car. I said, we, we I want to go on track. I, I, I had a competition license in the 90s from the SCCA. And as Alyssa got older, we got away from that and, and those sorts of things. But I said, you know, I, I want to get a car and, and go on track. And Darlene's like, well, sure, I think that's be really cool. And, and I said, I think I'll look for a, an SVT Cobra, you know, in, in the late 90s era. And she said, uh, is that what you really want? Well, no, I really want a Boss 302 Laguna Seca. And she said, well, then let's go get a Boss 302 Laguna Seca. And I was like, well, I can't argue with that. So uh, it's it's all the way through the the car hobby she's been right there uh with me and and uh that's 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 what you need someone behind you pushing you forward oh and but you uh i just like you guys always do when mike got his mustang you thought he would have been happy but every time i'd see him the car was getting this put on it and getting that put on it and you know and then uh when i talked to darlene and she's well you know mark bought the laguna seca and but it wasn't perfect <laughs> it needed some work and I don't know. You were looking. I think you called Ford Performance. You were looking for some brake ducts, or you were you changed the yeah. splitter. Did you you went to PRI or something and saw a bunch yeah. of stuff? And you started messing with your car, just like Mike's car doesn't look like anything Ford built. Uh, you guys, just like all of us here on the podcast tonight, love our car so much we had to put our little stamp on it. And I I believe hey didn't isn't wasn't your daughter Alyssa your crew chief? Yes. Oh, she, she, we've got pictures of her at four years old, um, under the car with me doing things. And, uh, when we went to the motor speedway, she immediately went into crew chief mode and was, uh, torquing the wheels and pressure setting the tire pressures 
and was immediately involved in, and had this flashback to 15 years earlier, and she immediately went into crew chief mode. It was really cool to watch. Well, you're the reason why this hobby grows to keep your family in it. And Mike and I noticed one thing about uh, your participation in the hobby. Everybody loves to be in the clubs. And if you're not in a Mustang club, we suggest you contact your uh, Mustang club closest to you. You can just go on FordPerformanceClubConnect.com and check out the map. There's going to be one near you. Contact them and become a club member because having a Mustang in a club makes life so much more fun. And what you guys have done is you didn't just show up and go to the events and all that. You are looking, you're genuinely interested in how do we make this hobby even greater. So Mr. Ray starts uh, an overnight meeting. I don't know, Mike, how many years ago you started this meeting with planning for your own club. And then you decided, hey, let's include every club from the Midwest if we can. And you grew and you and uh, Craig Zygmunt, you, went, you grew something that Maxim was doing into something that's now a Midwest uh, favorite, and guess one of the first people to show up was Mark Badgley on the uh, Midwest Club Summit. Mike, what's the whole story of that? Yeah, I think we started it like 2010 or 2012. I can't remember. It was somewhere in there. And it was just really just, you know, the local clubs, just us, mid-Michigan, western Michigan, and Lansing, uh, you know, the, the capital area ones. That was it. And then, um, you know, talking to you and said, you know, this is growing. Why don't we expand it to the Midwest? And uh yeah, Mark was definitely one of the first ones on board with that. And now it's just growing to all over the country. And with this International Council of Mustang Clubs, it's going all over the world now. Yeah, Mark, thank you for uh, not just thinking about the Mustang Club of Indianapolis, but thinking about, hey, how can I make the club experience, the Mustang hobby better for everybody that your club comes in contact with? And we hope that through those seminars and all the ideas that all these club presidents share, um, that you've been able to benefit from that, and hopefully we can do this some more. Is it was it worth your time? Absolutely, we uh, we look forward to it. It's 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 on our calendar, as as you said, and to come together and and share ideas. People have come up and said, "You know, I tried something you did, and and that really worked." Or I've come back to the club and said, "Man, we need to really be thinking about this." And and I said, "It works," and and we've got other clubs around that are talking about what they're doing and. So fresh ideas, you know, it's very easy after being in a role for, let's say, 14 years that, that <laughs> you get you get in a rut and think, well, this is the only way that it's done. Well, yeah. may, maybe it isn't, you know, and and trying to expose people to that thought and and, you know, do we run the meetings differently? You know, the presentation you did and I, and I know you did a podcast on it about how are you going to manage your club? How do you run your club like a business? Those sorts of conversations and get people thinking a little bit differently about how they approach what they do and how important it is to the survival of the club. Um, those those are great to get together and share those ideas, or or you can you can kind of lose yourself a little bit. And that's the entire purpose of having those uh, is exactly that. And what your takeaway from that? And I can tell you, me and John are already working on next year is going to be a little bit longer. We might go an hour or two longer to give everybody a little bit more opportunity because there's so many more people joining. Um, we felt a little rushed this year, like we didn't get through a lot. And so we're going to be adding an hour or two to the Sunday part of it uh, next year for all the other clubs. And uh, for a lot of you people that don't know this, uh, even the Mustang Owners Museum has uh, participated in their own regional summit down there in the Carolinas. Many of the clubs that come visit the museum often, uh, Steve Hall will host that and we'll be able to zoom in. So 
Mike would like to uh, expand this type of summit meetings beyond just the Owners Museum and his Midwest Club Summit and some of our friends across the U.S. and maybe do a regional thing as Mike's interest in the International Council of Mustang Clubs grows. And Mike, it, it could be actual international where we talk to the European continent and Australia and, and, and all the clubs all across the world. Absolutely. And we already got Rob Herod already signed up for next year to be one of our speakers from Australia. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But uh, the, the, the big question for the podcasting listening public out there tonight is, what is the deal with you guys not just being, okay, I'll be in the club, I'll be on the board, and I'll work a little bit, but you love to show, throw these big car shows, Mike, with your Mustang memories at Ford World Headquarters, and, and Mark, you always love to mess with a big Indianapolis show, and now you've got then MCA National coming up. How are you preparing for this monster? The the show portion has gone incredible. We sold out the show in two months. We opened it in November and at the end of November, right after Thanksgiving, and we were sold out more than a month ago. Uh, every every slot. Uh, we actually had the some some members from the MCA come in and do a walkthrough with us. You, I mean, you've been to the site, but they have had never been to the site. And we walked through where everything was going to be, and all the tents are going to be, and all the vendors. And and they walked away and said, "No, you're you're ready to go." So we're uh, we're feeling really really good about that, and we've got a, a list of people that want to be added, if at all possible. So it's it's been amazing response and. At 331 cars sitting here tonight, I think if you go back nine years, and and this we we talked about this at, at the Gail Halderman Museum uh, last fall, I think that would put us two shows in the last 10 years in the top 10 of attendance for the MCA. So mm -hmm. I think that's pretty cool, and and we had just immediate feedback that uh, we probably could have added 100 cars, but. I want to make sure we get the the site right and, and everyone has a good time. So we we kind of held it at that at this point. Well, Mike, you know how that uh, promotion is a good part of it and how people, if they have an experience, Mark, and we, a lot of people do with the Indie Show, and they had a good experience, they're more, more than willing to register early. Mike, can you believe that show is almost at the beginning of August and it's sold out? Yeah, you know, that was my first MCA National that I ever attended. What? Was in Indianapolis. Um, God, I don't know. It had to have been 2009, 2010, yep. something like that. Oh nine. Um, whatever that was back there. McCarley, I think, was president still, and uh, that was my first MCA national I ever attended. And awesome. my yeah. way down there, there was a um like a gondola ride, and when I was in there, um, I got bit by a brown recluse spider, and I have the the scar to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that is a whole different story man <laughs> exactly that's a new podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh god mike that's not what mark badgley wanted to hear about. no but i'll never forget that uh being down there but yeah that was my first mca national that i had ever attended and uh it was a it was very well run well, and, well mark and... you used to always have things in conjunction with the speedway mm -hmm. but now you guys have kind of graduated and you're off and uh, tell us a little bit about the venue this year and and i have to mention that you very graciously decided uh hey we will also be the host show for mustang 2 reunion and I, having a, a, a i thought after five or six reunions it was over but you 
graciously allowed a lot of the Mustang II folks to come to have a, another reunion in Indy, and that's going to be part of this entire, what, th four, three, four days of fun and frolic from the racetrack to the, you're at the fairgrounds now? We're at the Hendricks County Fairgrounds for the show, so that'll be the Friday, Saturday, Sunday portion of it, and then on Thursday the 27th, we actually have Putnam Park Road Course, which is and 12 miles west or so of, of the fairgrounds. It's a 1.8 mile road course, uh, 10 turns, and it's it's a nice club course. I actually raced there back in the 90s. Uh, and and so we said, what the heck, we're, we're gonna have a track day and, and expand what we're doing and, and really try to get people thinking about, uh, what, what if I just drove my car? Um, you know, people get this this impression that they're out there qualifying for the Indy 500 and and they have to go 10 tenths and and that's because they're on a road course. You're like, you drive probably on the interstate faster than you will drive there. And what if you just got your car out and enjoyed it uh, without worrying about someone running into you or running an intersection or, or whatever else? What if you could just go out and really enjoy your car? And learn what it can do. Learn a little about what you can do, and and think about what's going on. And and you don't, you're not out there again. You're not qualifying. What if you just enjoyed driving your car? And the fact that it's on a road course is really secondary to that. Um, so that's that's what we're hoping. That I I I, I told the 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 group the H putting helping us put it on that. Um, I really wanted a class that that was called I own a K code that I've pushed on and off the trailer for the last 10, 10 years and I want to drive it uh, you know 20 miles and without worrying about somebody and I was like I really wanted that class because I wanted that person to think oh, you know I could drive my car I that might be really cool and then I go to the show and and that's so we said yeah we're we're going to absolutely do it and uh where it's absolutely going to be an all forward event and i'm gonna going to stay with that as it, it's it's our part of our mustang show and and i'm going to make sure it's it's a all forward event probably might have a couple of four gts out there so we expand <laughs> a little bit beyond mustangs but i'm okay with that um but that's that's the, the plan is that we're gonna let people just kind of enjoy their cars maybe a little differently than they ever have without the the worry of of someone else being silly around you I think that's what separates you, Mark, from you know a lot of the other clubs. And Mike, you uh, using Woodward Week as a bookend, starting with the uh, the track days up at Gingerman, and then ending with Mustang Memories. Realize that it's a big deal for some people to be able to say, "Hey, I don't want to just show my card. Can I? Can I take it out there in a safe and controlled environment? Not like for any of those listening who may know people that are on these street takeovers." which seems to be the going thing now, which is really silly. Um, when you can go to a track day and have as much fun as you can possibly have uh, legally. And Mike, you do, you you added that element to your whole Woodward week. For what reason? Um, you know, everybody wants to do something else besides just sit on the pavement with their cars. So, you know, they want to go to the drag strip. They want to go to the road course. So the road course was, it really gets you to see what your car is capable of. And, um, uh, you know, I've mentioned this before is that, you know, the people that come out, especially if they're first timers, they're definitely coming back the next year. I don't know of one who came out and said, no, this isn't, I don't like doing it. I'm never coming back. They always keep coming back. So our numbers keep growing each year just by having fun and just, you know, having fun with your car and seeing what it can do. And, um, you know, a lot of things you might not even know that it's capable of doing and it gets you even more excited about your car, the people and the hobby. 
Uh, unfortunately, Mike, you get to be, you know, you know, you're so busy that week. Do you get a chance to get out to Gingerman? Yes, I will be there. Um, I've been there every year, I think, since 2015. Oh. Um, that's definitely part of my uh, Woodward week, as we call it. And I start the week off there for memories, and uh, I'm off work all that week, and <laughs> I'm just attending the events. And that is just a, such a great event. Even if you are not sure you want to do it, you can, you're allowed to come out as a spectator and just watch it or get rides. Gary Patterson from Shelby Americans there. They'll mm -hmm. give you a ride in a Super Snake, so you can kind of see what the the track's all about. Um, you know, and if you're thinking about maybe you want to bring your car out and give it a try, so yeah, I highly recommend it to everybody. Okay, Mark, do you guys allow ride-alongs at Putnam Park for this year's show? Yes, we'll we'll do some of that certainly during the the lunch period. Uh, allow ride-alongs, so they'll they'll have a session for that. Yeah, as long as people have the right helmet. Mine says CCM on it with the Detroit Red Wings logo, so I suppose that's not, <laughs> that's not legal, uh, Mark. I can't use uh, that. I, you know, um, I leave that up to the tech inspectors. I, I <laughs> well, I, then I'm I, out. Yeah, yeah. No, I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> no, all right. So don't bring that helmet. But uh, I like the idea of uh, going out and just if you're just curious, uh, ask for a ride along and or uh, go with a friend. And if they allow uh, two people in that car to go out and, you know, I Mark, I don't think with with your responsibilities with the show. Maybe you'll have to give the keys to your Laguna Seca to Darlene. Uh, we've had a similar conversation about that. And uh, we'll, uh, I know my son-in-law has more than volunteered uh, to say he'll he'll go out and take care of that for me, you know, to help. Not not because uh, I, I'm, I don't have time, but, but he'll be there to help. And if, if he has to drive the car and, and on the track day, he'll, he'll do that for us. Well, in keeping with your racing theme and you are in Indianapolis clubs. Uh, you also have a pretty cool event for the banquet and it's not just on a picnic table with 10 guys. Um, tell us a little bit about that that uh, venue. You're actually going to the Delara IndyCar factory and uh, through through uh, your uh, efforts and support, uh, Emmeline King's going to be there. And I'll tell you, she, I, when, I, when I spoke to her one morning, uh, about being there and everything and she was such a ball of fire and 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 i'm really looking forward to having her there and hearing her story but she was i'm gonna be there i'm gonna be signing books and i'm gonna be in john's tent and i'm gonna be and she was just she had it figured out she knew what she was going to go do and she wanted to make sure we were set and we got her hotel room all all set up for her and she was just ready to go and just absolutely had enthusiasm i can't wait to to see her and we might even have an SN95 ACE car convertible that may be sitting inside the Delara oh, uh, facility, wow. um, <laughs> um, like another, you know, it might just have one there. Yeah, you guys, you Mike Ray, when he, uh, ladies and gentlemen, in case you don't know, Emmeline King is the first female black designer in the history of Ford Motor Company. And she was responsible, working under Bud McGauley and the design team, for the interior on the SN95 Mustang. Hence, Mark Badgley would like to have a real SN95. He's got a pace car sitting there when she's the banquet speaker. And you know what, Mark? You guys, you guys Mike Ray, when he found out Emmeline was going to come and do a book signing uh, at a boxing <laughs> meeting, he pulled off a fast one. Mike, there's a picture of Emmeline. And was it the Motor Trend Award? The Motor Trend Car of the Year Award. We actually had the actual Motor Trend Trophy 
for that car there. We brought it to the meeting so she could do photo ops with it. She so she was in Mark. She was in the original photo of the design team with the Motor Trend Car of the Year, and Mike decided, well, how can we make this special for her? I don't know where he found the. T- the SM95 <laughs> trophy, or who he called. But here, Emmeline, and Mike walks up to Emmeline and says, hey, let's do a reincarnation of you winning. <laughs> so you club, you club guys, you come up with the darndest things. But the that definitely, I can tell you, Mike, you do you recall how many people were brought to tears over her wonderful story about being able to design cars for Ford Motor Company at your Yeah, meeting. and she sold out of books that night, too. Well, yeah, well, people want to know. It's it's an inspirational story. I think, Mark, the, the book is, uh, who says a black girl can't design cars? Emmeline King? She did it. And that, that's, uh, what a great inspirational story for boys and girls who just think, well, I'll never be able to, you know, have my dream. It's, it's, it's It maybe seemed too far in the future or too hard, but uh, how she traced that, that journey uh, is going to be another wonderful. And that's what I think you guys do. When you do a great show, you put on a great show at a great venue, you have driving opportunities, then you have a wonderful little uh, way to you know get together with people and meet the people at the company that made the cars great. And and, and they have a great speaker. And I, I, I've been to that factory market. It's a phenomenal place. Uh, it's just, you put together such a wonderful event. It's, it's not surprising you're sold out and that Mike Ray packs the house every year because you guys think of this fun stuff. Um, I, my hat's off to you for working this hard on it. Well, it's it's a pleasure, and and there are days you think, man, am I am I going to get there? But then you sit there and and you watch people being able to see things that they might not have had a chance to see, or meet people that they wouldn't have had a chance to meet. Uh, whether it was Gail Halderman at at the fiftieth, you know, oh, yeah. sitting in the lobby. And and you come down and introduce him, and we're sitting there talking. But the people you, we've been able to meet through the interaction with the club and the people surrounding the club, whether it's I don't know from the Ohio club or from the the Michigan club, but those those sister clubs that are around, the opportunities if you take advantage of them, it's incredibly rewarding. And we certainly have a lot of family stories wrapped around the things we've done and gone, and and uh, it's it's kind of the fabric of our life at this point. Well, now both of you, obviously, you have uh, some kind of um, bank account to pay off the good lord, so the weather's good for both days of your of your car show. And you know the the folks who do the Mustang Two reunion now being run by Robert Kennedy, um, uh, that car. You know, I told Mike back in 2016. You know, a lot of people, the company I owned a second gen Mustang. A lot of people, even working at Ford, it would always be the butt of jokes. And I said, you know what? Oh, there's nobody who owns them. I said, you know what, guys. A lot of people own second-gen Mustangs, but they're tired of getting um, made fun of, so they just went underground. They're in the hobby, but if you ever had something where we called them out, it would it would people would show up. They said, "Chloe, you're not going to get ten cars to show up." And Mike, what did you pull in? Eighty-six Mustangs. Eighty-nine. Eighty-nine. 89. <laughs> and we had all the designers: Buck Mook, Dick Nesbitt, the, the Motortown Corporation, like Mark's doing, meet the people behind the car. Uh, and it, the the bank was sold out. Uh, uh, that and it, it's on YouTube. And now, eight years later, Mustang Two Reunion Eight here at the Indie Show coming up at the end of July. Um, and it shows Mark, yeah, and it shows what you can do when you are inclusive, and you have cool, fun, unique things. And I know uh, if you have an SN95, um, you you want to come out and and talk to Emily and meet 
the people uh, behind these great cars that we all own. You both are doing that well. And Mark, I got to hand it to you. Um, it's not easy. You're, you're this many months out and now you're just, I don't know, do you sleep much the week before? Uh, it must be, you must take two days off afterward. At, I'll tell you, at the, the point that we park the cars, so Friday about 10 a.m., for me, I can relax because at that point, it's turned over to the judges. It's kind of in action. It's just it's it's just on from that point. It's it's putting out some fires, but with the the team I've got around me and things, it it just when you get to that point, you can kind of take a breath and think, okay, I can look around and maybe absorb a little bit of the show. And then then it's Sunday night. I I don't know what happens in between those two <laughs> points, but then it's Sunday night, and you're thinking, well, should I be the chairman for next year's show? What? <laughs> and Mike, did you hear what he said? And I know you did. It's the team around you. You can't throw a show unless your club steps up and people volunteer. I know that's a secret to, to memories as well. Absolutely. I mean, you, everybody needs a team and a, a team that can execute. And, um, yeah, no one can do it just single-handedly. And uh, Mark Mark knows that as well. And it's just – but, you know, Mark, I'm, I've been listening to you during this whole podcast, and everything that you're saying, I can so relate exactly the way and i would word it the exact way you're talking about so there are so many similarities with us um it, it's it's really it's eerie i mean i can't believe how much that you were saying that if they i was asked the same questions my answer would be almost identical to what you answered tonight and that's a success story mark that means you're up there in that upper echelon of great shows great work with your club and i'm sure everybody in the club's gonna you know take you out for dinner maybe not eh um, I, I might get um, some cheap Mexican food. Uh, on <laughs> Mike, a taco truck or something, right? <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike goes, Mike uh, gets, first of all, he, he looks like he hadn't slept in a week, and then he goes out and goes to a Brazilian steakhouse and gets the meat. <laughs> you, guys, you guys know how to live in the Mustang hobby. Ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted you to understand uh, what goes into making a, a show. And then, a big, a big show like Memories or a national, MCA national show like Mark is throwing this year so that you can, no matter where you are listening to our podcast tonight in the United States, you can appreciate uh, the efforts put forth by your local Mustang or regional Mustang club and what goes behind the scenes to make it fun and memorable to you all. So, uh, Mark, I am wishing you the best sunny, beautiful day and the most successful show I know. Mike, you're itching to get back at Ford World Headquarters after being uh, pushed back by COVID a bit. You both have big shows coming up, and I can't be more excited for the for either one of you. Look, yeah, looking forward to definitely you being there. If anyone listening would love to, we still have spots for the track day to come and, and take part in that. And then uh, while the show itself may be sold out, you can hang out for a couple of days and just meet people and shake hands and just enjoy the hobby, you know have to be entered to do that uh we've got plenty of spectator parking so it's you know come enjoy enjoy what what indy has to offer and and uh the next time we do it you'll get your um uh, entry in sooner so yeah uh, and john <laughs> um, we just, just tuesday we just launched uh the registration for uh, mustang memories for 2023 there you go so it's open and live now on moxum.com and um, we've been open like 48 hours, and uh, we're already well into the hundreds already for registration. So um, they're flying in. So it, it's it's looking really, really well so far for this year. I'm so happy, uh, you know, Mark, all your efforts. You've been a 
you've been a great example of what it takes to be a successful Mustang Club member and a board member and a, a driver beyond the shows. And Mike, of course, you know, you know what I think of you. You're a legend, but I'm just here for the beer, and there's no beer. But anyway, uh, for all of you out there in podcast land, uh, please consider if you're not in a Mustang Club. Yeah, it's fun to go cruising. It's fun to go up to the Dairy Queen on a Saturday night, maybe hang out with your friends. But there's no greater fun than being involved in a Mustang Club and then deciding, you know what, I'm going to make the big jump and go to their big annual show like this year's MCA National Show in Indianapolis or Mustang Memories in Detroit. Those shows, the reason why Mike calls it memories, because you will make memories. And what is it, guys, that you talk about? It's the cars may come and go, but the friends you make last a lifetime. Both of you are living examples of that. Uh, I sure appreciate that and enjoyed certainly working with both of you. And, and I think it's made us, you know, our club better. And certainly I know it's made me better. So I appreciate that. You got it. And ladies and gentlemen, you've got it. I'm glad you tuned in tonight to the Mustang Owners Podcast. And Mark Badgley and the whole crew out there at the Mustang Club of Indianapolis throwing a big MCA National. Uh, we're looking forward to having a lot of fun with them coming at the end of July. So check it out online. And uh, again, check out the list of podcasts on the Mustang Owner Podcast to tune in for more wonderful stories of us in the Mustang hobby. So until next time, we'll just catch you down the road.